0: Salutations. Allow me to tell you today about the Slumbering Shadow. The Slumbering Shadow is a massive 116-page adventure for D&D Fifth Edition. The Waltz Brothers, both best-selling designers on the DMs Guild, have published this adventure for characters level five to level ten, giving you a whopping 15 sessions of gameplay. The adventure of the slumbering shadow starts in Eltergard, where the shining realm of noble knights and mighty paladins is about to fall into a sinister and ancient yuan trap. Packed with tactics, tips, and notes to help new dungeon masters, this adventure will keep your players glued to their seats with unforgettable battles, vivid NPCs, and deadly consequences. So hop on over to the DM's guild today and get The Slumbering Shadow. And now, on to the episode. Do you want to tell it or do you want me to tell it? I think
1: it? let's tell it together. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for turning your whole back to me as you tell this story, because
1: I need to connect with Caitlin on a comedic level. We have to est- establish
2: level. our psychic connection <laughs> really quick.
1: All
3: right, all right, uh, all right. I'll be over here. So Behind you. So, <laughs> So Kat. Uh as you know yes caitlin (laughs) noel my friends who are (laughs) sitting with their backs to me (laughs) technically i'm facing you i'm just
2: gazing into noel's eyes right now i feel like i'm not engaged in this conversation but continue we need to tell you a story tell me a story (laughs) um the last time that we got together for some some delicious uh food Noel picked me up, and we were both driving together.
1: We were both driving at the same time,
3: <laughs> yeah. like in the Simpsons intro, where like Maggie and Marge both have steering wheels.
1: Caitlin was sitting in my lap. Yes.
3: Oh, very and, cute, very cute. And I was using um,
2: Noelle's. I was my feet were because I'm so short. My feet were on Noelle's <laughs> feet, and I was using her my knees, her knees. <laughs> let's let's get to the point
1: of the story. <laughs> to push the pedals. <laughs> as we drove together. As we Drove together. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> We're, and as as
2: we drove, as we drove, we were crossing a main road, and we saw a sight: a teen boy, a teen, a teen.
1: What was he riding?
2: He was riding his skateboard. like teens are wont to do.: yeah. Many skateboarders on, the, yeah. on the, in my neighborhood. on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Noel, mm-hmm. could you tell me what he was carrying in both of his teen hands?
1: Um, in both of his teen hands, he had a fully equipped, yes. heavy yes. King of the hill, propane tank. <laughs> <laughs> One propane
2: tank in each teen hand. One per hand, you could say. One per hand, gripped <laughs> tightly. <laughs> and then, and then this, this teen boy, he exited the sidewalk. Yes, he
1: did. And we said, ah, a teen boy. Surely he'll cross the street with his two different tanks of propane, which he is carrying on his skateboard.
2: In each hand. And then, as as he was on the road, you know, to cross to cross the road, he he swivels, he turns suddenly, he
1: rides, he sails, he sails down the road, down
2: the road, the middle of the street, the
1: middle of the
2: street <laughs> all right, all right, Laden, two propane tanks, each hand, one skateboard. He was just going to do some grilling. I don't understand what cat there was a teen boy in the middle of the street on a skateboard holding two giant propane (laughs) tanks in each hand calmly going down the road
3: yeah that's very normal for the neighborhood that we live in caitlin you live in that neighborhood too how do you not see see these teen boys cat
1: with two propane
2: tanks we are not finished with this story by
3: any means continue then continue
2: We are petrified. How dare you, cat. Cat?
3: I am not perturbed by this, but
2: both, continue. Both of our hands gripping the steering wheel have gone <laughs> slick with sweat. White knuckles. White knuckles. <laughs> Screaming. My little feet on Noelle's <laughs> knees are shaking. <laughs> we
1: tremble together as one.
2: One driver. So we turn down the road. We try and forget what we've seen. <laughs> And then noelle as we approached cat's house what was it that we saw
1: another boy
2: another teen boy mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and we laughed in joyous celebration we said what if that's the same boy <laughs> what
2: if that's the same boy the, we said
1: the very same boy could
2: be the same one and we approach him. What's the name of that hat, Noel, that he was wearing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> One of those ones with the flappy ears and then there's like a little flip up at the top uh-huh.
1: that's yeah, got yeah. fur on it. Yeah, very mm-hmm. Minnesotan hat. Mm-hmm. Very Minnesota hat. And we say, ha ha, that man wasn't wearing that hat, but let us, let us, let us take a gander yes at his face just to see let's see his facial features let's look at his face
2: but something's (laughs) wrong noelle we can't see the face there's just this shroud (laughs) why why was the shroud all we could see
1: because he had um a huge bandana over his whole face (laughs) an enormous black
2: bandana covering every part of his face (laughs) And Noel Noelle and I both, my foot on her knee and her foot on the pedal slam on the brakes. We just we just we just come to a screeching halt. We are both
1: screaming we inside are the car.
2: Petrified. And this teen boy with one shaking hand reaches up towards his bandana as though to pull it down and reveal to us what lies beneath. And we sped away. And we speed away. Barely escaping with our lives,
1: we have hardly any time left. We on are this, on this planet.
2: We're
3: yep. approaching our our end very quickly. That sounds like a pretty normal interaction with a teen boy to me.
2: Can you believe what our friend Kat is telling us My right death looms ever closer. I, hey. I just am filled with... Y'all
3: were in my neighborhood. I see that fear. shit every day. Kat.
1: I am so afraid to turn and look at Kat right now, because <laughs> I know if I do, she's going to be on a skateboard.
3: Here I am on my skateboard. <laughs> Let's play D&D. <laughs>
1: I've been having these weird thoughts lately, like is any of this for real or not?
3: so uh day two can you guys each roll me a constitution check i got a nat
2: 20
1: i got
3: a uh 12 oh well corbin amazingly you are okay uh despite your pasty pale skin but fran your skin really hurts after being out in the sun for so long what color does fran burn (laughs) well
1: greenish because i i am like greenish blue
3: yeah so you're yeah you burn green so, Fran, your, uh, your head, your face, your, pretty much all of the skin that was exposed yesterday is all a uh, bright green now. Oh, gosh. And you have terrible burn lines where your clothes were. <laughs> yeah, you wake up and you're just like, you roll over. Right, I've been at,
1: sleeping in the sun. Yeah. Like, what the fuck?
3: <laughs> yeah, you, it's like you roll over and your face just hurts when it touches the canvas uh, of your hammock. And the, the crew laughs a little bit and uh, Lilina says, I think you have a sunburn. What the fuck? <laughs> and
1: I go um, inside the cabin to have a sunburn nap. You know the one.
3: <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, and Mary spends most of the morning like bringing you water and uh, producing Heal coal. me. Heal me. Mary puts a, a hand up to her mouth to sort of stifle a laugh. And says, I think you need to build up a base tan. What the fuck? Get tan, Fran. <laughs> you should be careful, Corbin. I'm fine. Corbin, you are looking a little tanner today. Mm. Fuck yeah. So uh Mary, she does some pain relief on you, Fran, but she doesn't actually heal your sunburn because she wants to... <laughs> She's betrayed me. She's making sure you build up a nice base tan. Mm, She's betrayed me. <laughs> But she does spend the day taking care mm-hmm, of that's, that's you and babying you. That's very
1: nice because that is what Fran wants when she's sick.
3: <laughs> Corbin mm-hmm. ignores you. Yeah, well, good. well. So Fran is incapacitated for the day, recovering from sunburn. Corbin, what would you like to do with your day? Um, there's six six days to this voyage, by the okay. way. So like, there's not a huge. You're on day I'm two. I'm gonna. Now. I want to
2: try and get chummy with the three teens with a uh, nine, seven, and and six.
3: Lalina, Broove, and Zach. I'm going to play it cool,
2: though. I'm not going right. to I'm gonna just, like, try and get in good with them.
3: Well, they're not working together today, so who do you want Ooh. to... Oh, well, then Zach. Okay. Obviously. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, you find Zach. He's up in the rigging,
2: actually. Ooh. <gasps> I turn into a crow and I fly up there.
3: Uh, he's doing... He is repairing one of the sails, and he, like, he does a double take, So I'm guessing, like, you turn into a crow and then you turn into a boy. Like, yeah. 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 So he, like, sees the crow and then he looks away and then he looks back and he's like, <laughs> he really falls off of the rigging. He's so surprised.
2: Uh, I say, hey, number nine, do you need some help? He shakes his head
3: and then goes back to what he's doing. Are you
2: sure? He nods. Are you very, very sure?
3: He gives you a thumbs up. Can
2: I roll the persuades act to let me
3: help Yeah, you? I feel like you've just discovered persuasion rolls and I hate it. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, I got uh, 17. All right. He relents and he, uh, he takes a spare needle. He has them sort of like pinned to his vest and he takes out a spare needle and hands you some thread and he points to uh, a spot that needs repairing dope i i make friendly conversation with him as i help him uh he does not seem swayed by your friendly conversation he is silent he does not say anything to you the whole time that honestly like is i'm loving it and <laughs> yeah Corbin just <laughs> wants somebody to sit still while he talks <laughs> lather away. that's his ideal man <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> I could just continue talking to him <laughs> All right, well, so you you spend the day trying to trying and failing to seduce Zach desperately desperately
1: <laughs> does does um noon come through the the cabin at all? Yeah, yeah
3: he's uh he's in there a couple times during the day.
1: Well I am gonna kind of chat him up and be like, hey sup
3: Oh oh hey, hey okay uh, are you is that sunburn? I'm dying. <laughs> Mary signs she's sunburned.
1: Uh, I'm glad I'm spending my, my last moments with Mary and my friend Noon and not Corbin.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Who has left you to go flirt with a boy.
1: <laughs> uh, what, are, what are you up to today, Noon? Oh, you know, I've got a whole bunch of things, Mostly, mostly mopping. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> That's very cool. I've never mocked before in my life. Oh, do you want to take a turn? Um, I creak out of my bed.
3: (laughs) Uh, Mary immediately like gingerly (laughs) pushes you back into your hammock and being very careful not to touch your sunburn, She needs to rest. (laughs) (laughs) She's being very careful not to touch your sunburn.
1: Yeah, but my skin is touching the canvas as I lay back
3: down. (laughs) Mary, uh, she has a a wet cloth and she she wets it in a bucket of water and applies it to your forehead, Fran.
1: (laughs) Oh, thank you, Mary, my only true friend.
3: (laughs) Okay, well, I guess uh, you just rest up. I know first sunburn can be real bad. First sunburn of the year, huh? Of the year? (laughs) This could happen again? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, if you're not careful out in the sun, you'll burn every time. It's not great out on the ocean, all that light reflecting off the water and, uh, you know, all all of that. But uh, I think Kaida has some lotion that's good for keeping the sun off of you. You should ask her about it.
1: Mary, Mary, please.
3: <laughs> Mary gets up and signs. I'll go see if she has some lotion. I love bird victim Fran.
1: Um, by the way, as soon as Mary leaves, like Fran, like kind of like sits up, and she's like not really that hard yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's unsurprising. <laughs> she's like, Nan, thanks for the thanks for the hot dip. Oh, uh, you're welcome.
3: You uh, okay? For real? You need anything? Oh no, no, I'm I'm good, thanks. Uh, hey, your, uh, your friend Corbin, he didn't he didn't say anything to you, did he? About you? Yeah. He didn't. He didn't mention anything. Do you like Corbin? No, uh, no, he's way too young for me. Uh, how old are you? Oh, I'm like fifty. Fifty? Yeah. My God, <laughs> you look amazing.
1: <laughs> Uh, have you never met a gnome before? I've only met young gnomes. <laughs> they no. don't. They look like you.
3: <laughs> I mean, gnomes just age a lot slower than uh, a human. You're uh. you're not human, are you?
1: No, I'm. I'm not. But like, I age normally.
3: Well, it's only normal for you, I guess. It's normal for me to be. I'm, Don't be racist. Normal sir. for you to be fifty. All right. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty young by gnome standards, but. Uh...
1: Um. Anyway, my young friend Corbin did not say anything about you.
3: Oh, okay, sir. Cool. <laughs> cool. No, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. I'm. I gotta. I gotta go mop somewhere else. And he he leaves very quickly.
1: All right. I I make sure to lay down and look pathetic before Mary comes. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Uh, yep. All right. So, is there anything else you guys want to do on day two?
2: I'll bring I'll bring Fran some food from the mess hall. Aww. Yeah, cause I'm yeah. Like, good. And I also bring her some some uh, slob. <laughs> some food and some slop The chum. I bring her some chum. Oh, so you find the chum bucket I again? I find the chum <laughs> bucket again,
1: and I bring some too, to her.
2: The fuck is it? this? It's
3: really good. And I say, how dare you, Corbin? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, day two draws to a close uneventfully. The next day, I'm going to have you guys roll yet another constitution check. Oh, my God. I assume, Fran, do you sleep indoors tonight? Yes, Yes, I do. That's uh, 15. I got 22. So you two are okay upon waking up, but you feel the boat is swaying a lot more today. Mary, she's on the bottom bunk. Uh, She wakes up and pretty much immediately rolls over and throws up. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) And I'm glad she's on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I took top bunk. <laughs> she coughs and then gives a, a thumbs up to you guys when you're looking down at her. And si- Are you okay? <laughs> Mary! As she signs up to you, I think it's just the boat moving so much. Why is it moving so much?
2: You want some chum?
3: No <laughs> oh, Corbin she signs she signs <laughs> and her her hands are vicious as she signs it, Like no I do not want your chum Corbin Okay.
1: Can we try to heal her?
3: You can try and soothe her seasickness. Yeah, we'll do a medicine
1: magic. check, maybe? Yeah, yeah, do a medicine yeah. check. And I'll get her some,
3: like, I don't
2: know, water. Do I rolled a natural one, <laughs> which attracts, because I tried to give her
1: chum, So <laughs> I rolled a 17.
3: All right. Fran, you you go to go get some ginger from the kitchen. Mm. And, and Gordon, he gives you a real dirty look. He's like, I I need you to have some fucking use for this before you fucking take it. You Fuck. <laughs>
1: So aggressive. (laughs) I just, like, take it, and I'm like, I have a use for it.
3: Well, you better fucking bring back your fucking leftovers. We'll
1: see. (laughs) And I take it away.
3: So, and when you do venture outside, you see it's raining. It's pretty hard today. It's not, like, a Mm. super stormy, but the boat is definitely rocking, and there are clouds roiling overhead. And uh, as you come out on deck, Rowan finds you. He says, hey, you know... It's going to be better if you guys stay out of the way today. If you can just stay in your quarters, do that. I'm going to go swimming, I say. Well, I guess if you're not on deck, that's fine. Go, just- go, go. I jump in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you, you're you under the water. You're
1: just swimming around, friend. Yeah, I'm going to swim back to the grate. Do I hear singing? Yeah, you do. And I still
3: have no idea what it could be saying. No.
1: I say, hello, I'm back.
3: Uh, the singing stops when you, when you speak.
1: It's me, your friend.
3: There's no response. I I, uh, I I put another coin in there. <laughs> uh, this time, when you watch the coin float into the grate, you see a pale webbed hand come out and snatch it from the water oh. and pull it back in.
1: Can I can I reach my hand through the grate or it's not that big?
3: Uh, you can reach a couple fingers through.
1: Yeah, I do that. I wiggle, I wiggle. I stick <laughs> some fingers in and I wiggle them
3: to, like, wave hello. You see... A few pale fingertips wiggle back at you.
1: <gasps> I roll the fall in love. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it took. <laughs> oh, and uh, I don't fall in love, but I love those fingertips. I saw okay. that roll. Unfortunate. Okay. Um, I say, all right. I'm I'm gonna go. Hope everything's uh, kosher over there. Uh, i mi- I'll miss you. <laughs> and then I I uh, go swim around. Love the sea for a while. Nice. Soothe my burns.
3: So when you come back up on deck, uh, everybody's really busy because it looks like there was, in the storm, a bird hit one of the sails and tore through it. So everybody is frantically trying to repair this sail. So, Corbin, are you still below deck? Yeah, but
2: I want to I sneak. Uh, well, not sneak. I'm, I, I just want to get some chum. Okay. Because I plan to sneak later back down.
3: All right. Well, while you're below deck, you notice there's no one else around because everybody's dealing with the seal problem. Okay. Then I Then I, Then I. I sneak after I get the chum. Okay. Uh, Mary comes with you, although she is having a time of it <laughs> trying to keep her stomach. I offer her some chum again. She does not want the chum. Okay.
2: <laughs> I, I nibble on it a little bit while we go down.
3: So you guys climb down and uh, Mary produces a light from her fingertips. And as you, you make your way back to, I assume, where you saw Noon mm-hmm. before. Yeah. You see, hidden in the corner, there is a wooden tub that has been built into the hull of the ship. It's not that big, about the size of, like, a kiddie pool. And there is a metal grate in the back. You can just see a little bit of it shining. And then there's also thick metal bars which cover the top of the pool. The bars are covered in blood and fissera of dead fish. And uh, everything else in that pool is just swirling, inky blackness. Hello? Do you... Are you... How? Where are you standing? I'm standing at the edge of the... the, the edge of The it? pool, yeah. Uh, there is no <clears throat> response. But after a minute, will you make a deck save? Whoa! 15. A pale webbed hand shoots out from the pool and grabs for you. Uh, but it misses. You're able to dodge back at the last second. Okay. Uh, and... Instead, it drops back down and grabs one of the bars, and a a wide, pale face emerges from this inky blackness. It looks like a woman, but her eyes are huge, and her mouth is just a little too wide. And when she opens it, you see it is full of needle-sharp teeth. Awesome. Awesome face. Uh, She makes biting motions at the bars and sort of starts chewing on them a little bit, and then sinks back. Back into the water, and you can tell now that all of that blackness is black hair. And it's just swirling around That's her, and suspended in the water. As fuck, um, I say,
2: are you hungry? And
3: I throw a handful of chum in there. She doesn't touch it. She just sort of sinks back in, and you just see her nose and eyes sticking out from above the water. Okay, uh, Mary, 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 try and try and try and talk to her. Mary skirts out from behind you where she has been. She's trying to be like she's not hiding, but she is clearly freaked out by this thing. And she signs a hello to it. And the creature perks up a little bit. Mary, talk to it. Uh, she signs, we're friends, maybe. What does it do? It makes sort of a chittering noise and a gurgling noise. And Mary then turns to you, Corbin, and signs, She says she's trapped, uh, and she wants to know if we're going to let her free. Ask her what she'll do if we let her out. Mary translates, and then there's more chittering and gurgling. And she says, well, she says she'll swim away and go back to her family, if she can find them. Mary, how do you understand her? (laughs) How do you not? It's just language. That isn't... what... Oh, Mary, you're so crazy. Okay. <laughs> Is this a god thing? Is this another one of the god things that you can't do? Yeah, I mean, I guess. <sighs>
2: I don't know what the hell that thing's saying.
3: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: Mary, it's cool. Don't worry. You dope as hell. You're so crazy.
3: Sometimes I just I kind of want you to be able to understand it. But okay, it's fine. Oh, what Mary. What else do you want me to say to
2: it? We'll get Phelan over here. He'll talk to you about and stuff. I don't
3: know if I want that.
2: <laughs> I'm sure he's a cool guy. I don't know about that. No, you're right, but it's
3: okay. Why don't you uh, make me a quick perception check? 21. You hear the clattering of the trap door that leads down into the hold as somebody opens it and shuts it behind them.
2: Mary, we got to get in
3: the water. Mary shakes her head rapidly. Mary, we gotta get in the water. (laughs) Mary points at the bars and then signs, we can't get in the water. There's bars on top. Is there Mary puts out. Mary puts out her light. Yeah. Is there anywhere to, is there. I mean, there's lots of crates and
2: boxes around here. Okay. I grab Mary and we go to hide behind one of the boxes. Why don't you just roll me a quick stealth?
1: Yeah. Do you want to cast? Yeah.
2: Before that, I cast cast. I cast pass without a trick. Okay. Yeah. You have both of us.
3: Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's a 20 for Mary. So she passes. 27. Okay. So, yeah, you guys are able to hide in the crates, and you see uh, Rowan. He limps across with a bucket of chum, and so he sloshes it into the Sir Tennis Pool. He says, eat that fucking beast. Don't know why we're fucking keeping you. It would be more valuable if we chopped you up for parts. And uh, there is a, a gurgling and a hissing and a <laughs> noise, and you hear Rowan yell, and he say, hey! You're not taking another chunk out of me, huh? You stay in that water. Can't move out of it anyway. Shouldn't have even tried. Then he he walks away, grumbling. And uh, he heads back up.
2: Okay. We we come back out. So I uh, ask Mary to ask the Sertana what Rowan's fucking problem is.
3: Mary translates. uh, Sounds like Rowan was the one who pulled her up on deck and... She took a bite of his leg. Ask her why they're keeping her here. After another moment of translation, Mary signs. She doesn't know why they're keeping her. That's fucked up. Tell her I'm sorry. She does. Okay. Mary then tugs on your your arm and says, we should probably get back up before they notice we're missing. Ugh.
2: I wanted to have an escape adventure, Mary. Okay, let's go. We can break her out later. I go. We'll go.
3: (laughs) All right. So you guys head back up to your your hammocks. And Fran, it's at this point that you're coming back in. Okay. I'm feeling good. You're feeling good. Your sunburn is soothed by the cloudy day and the rain and the water and the ocean.
1: Yeah. And as I walk up to them, I say, team meeting.
3: (laughs) Hey, team
2: meeting.
1: (laughs) And I say, um, I just uh, successfully communicated with the creature. (laughs) 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 So I don't know what you guys were doing.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, no big deal. We just um <laughs> snuck into the creature's pool and spoke with it personally face to face.
3: That's impossible. I was talking to it.
2: Yeah, well, not when we In were bed. talking to it, apparently. <laughs> right, Mary? Corval looks at Mary.
3: <laughs> uh, Mary gives a little wave and then signs, well, I was talking to it.
2: Yeah, we were talking to it.
3: Mary. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't there. It was a good time to sneak down. Um, Did you have a nice swim?
1: Yeah <laughs> Had a good swim And then I go into excruciating detail About everything I saw <laughs> Corbin <laughs>
3: crawls into his hammock Mary sits and listens very attentively Because she feels kind of bad that they went down without friends, <laughs> And she makes lots of signs of Like oh yeah oh That sounds really cool That sounds like a really cool fish I bet it wanted to be your best friend It sure did <laughs> Mary's so nice
1: Team meeting, team meeting, team meeting. I, <laughs> shake, I, I, I shake Corbin out of Corbin his hammock. Corbin falls out of his hammock. <laughs> I think we we need to get a little bit more information about why they're keeping that thing here before we set it free.
3: Mary nods in agreement and then signs, who do you think we should ask? Zach. I don't know about Zach. Zach doesn't seem, <laughs> Zack seems about as talkative as I am. He thinks a lot.
1: Ew.
2: I spent a whole afternoon with him. We're like best friends now, so I think I know about Zach <laughs>
1: I was thinking maybe maybe noon would be the person to ask. Yeah, okay. Since he said that, he seemed like he was like nice to our f- our friend, the Yeah, Sertana.
2: He was nicer than Rowan. That guy's a dick.
3: So uh, it's actually it's getting toward evening. The bell rings from the galley to signal for dinner time. Okay.
2: Corbin definitely wants to ask Zach while they're in line if he wants to sit with him.
3: Zach just gives him a thumbs up and then walks away. That's a yes. That's a yes, Zach. <laughs> he walks away very quickly and like disappears <laughs> into <to> that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll find you later.
1: Does Noon like have a lot of friends or is Noon like by himself? Oh, Noon
3: is definitely off by himself. Okay. That's we go weird. sit at
1: his like weird small table.
3: Yeah, he he has a smaller table than everyone else. That's kind of why he sits by himself is cuz mm-hmm. like he has his own it's basically like a little footstool. Okay. Well, we go
1: sit next to him. I, I guess holding like, our food. <laughs> you just, like, sit on the floor next it's, to him. Should we... I, uh, I, I got it. I got I, it. Should we just scream, I hate cruelty
3: to animals? <laughs>
2: no, I got it. I got it. Hey, Noon.
3: Oh, hey. Hey, guys. Thanks for coming to sit with me. Not many people want to sit on the floor.
2: You seem like a cool guy. Do you like animals?
3: Oh, I mean, yeah. You know, they're they're fun. They're... One time we did a, a, a zoo shipment. That was fun. What's, had...
2: what's your favorite animal?
3: Hmm. I would have to say probably. Uh, I really like giraffes.
2: I don't know what those look like. Name a different animal. <laughs>
3: uh, oh, um, the the oh we we had a a really cool monkey, the gold faced ones that they have out on the mountains. Yes, watch this.
2: Watch, check this out, Dune, and I turn into one of the monkeys. He's delighted, and yeah. so is everyone else. <laughs> yeah, buddy. In monkey speak, I
3: yell, "Zach, uh, he <laughs> doesn't understand you." We're R- back. That's what it oh. sounds like. God. Yeah, everybody is now looking at you and paying attention to you. And going, Oh, that's so cool! Oh my god, you turned into a monkey! Oh my goodness, what kind of magic trick is this? I turn back into a human and I say, "I'm doing this for noon." You guys go back to your food. Uh, everybody now is like, "Oh, what else can you turn into?
2: Oh, can you turn into a? Can you turn into a bird?" Okay, I say. I look at Fran and I say, "Take care of this." And I turn <laughs> into a crow and I
3: fly around and I go. Yeah, on. everybody is very entertained by this. Okay, everybody's loving. It. Even Zach is laughing. I land on Zach's head. Uh, he he laughs, and he gives you a little pat on your little birdie oh, head. I pretend to faint as a bird on the table. Oh, yeah.
2: Everybody everybody thinks it's real cute. Good, 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 good. Okay, Fran, do you think? Uh,
1: <laughs> um, Fran, feeling the weight of responsibility sh- just settle upon her. <laughs> like the weight of 10,000. Wait, um... Is is that magic?
3: Is he doing, like, real
1: magic? Were you doing real magic the other night? No, we're just really good magicians. Can you believe it? That's just a regular bird from outside. Corbin's, like, hiding up on the top deck. Sorry to reveal his trick. Oh, well, it's
3: really good. You guys are... That's crazy. We've been training
1: that bird for... Where'd you get the monkey? Um, we just carry it around. I haven't seen it before. Sometimes I... Sometimes I feel bad <laughs> keeping such a beautiful um creature,
3: cage. Galen, all we're hearing is sniffing. <laughs> I'm crying. Roll me a deception <laughs> check, for Uh,
1: well, that
3: is uh 12.
1: Oh, he he
3: looks very skeptical, but he decides not to push the point.
1: Thinks I'm hiding something. So yeah. Know what? Yeah. Huh? I I I don't know. I mean, you know, like when you. Keep
3: a, a wild creature kept in a cage. Yeah, he, uh, he shoved, starts shoving the food around on his plate with his little fork. He goes, yeah, you now that goes. You know, I'm trying to be
1: loyal to my friend, but sometimes I feel like my heart wants me to let that monkey free.
3: Yeah, you know, but uh, you gotta <laughs> do what is best for people, not for animals. The other day, that monkey,
1: it, it held his little hand out between bars. And it had a a little rock in in its hand. It gave it to me like I was its friend. And not its jailer. It's fine. You know, it's probably fine. Do you think monkeys can shed tears? (laughs) Probably not. Uh, They can. (coughs) I've seen it. Why are you making
3: me feel so sad about your (laughs) (laughs) monkey?
1: I'm sorry. I just needed a friend to confide in. My only other friend is a monkey torturer. (laughs) I also have Mary, but... (laughs) What's Mary doing? Oh, she's
3: uh, she's part of the crowd who's like... Okay, she's she's watching me. She's trying to sort of distract them from the fact that, like, (coughs) this bird just came out of nowhere. Right, right. She's, like, signing dramatically, like, oh, what a cool magic trick my friend has (laughs) done. He's so good at sleight of hand. He's great at performing tricks of magic that are not real magic.
2: I, uh, as a bird, I do a backflip on the table.
3: Look at that very talented bird! <laughs> it's so talented. He trained it. He trained the bird to do that.
2: I start doing my waka 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 thing.
3: Look, it's a funny bird. <laughs> Mary,
1: do you think well, I should set it free, Noon? I mean, do you think I should go against my my
3: friend's orders? I, if you guys are just friends, it's. I mean, maybe he'll forgive you. What do you mean he, by that? Well, I mean, he's not like your captain. He's not in charge of you, right? You're in charge of him? Is that how it is? Or is she the one in charge and he points towards Mary? I'm having a lot of trouble figuring out your group dynamic. Um, I'm usually in charge, but not about the monkey. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, he'll probably forgive you because...
1: You, you know, know what, Noon? I, I think you're right. I think I think I know in my heart what I need to do. And I think if I didn't do it, I would be the worst person on this ship, and I would deserve to be killed. Noon gives a a big sigh and
3: says, I just, I wish I could, you know, be that brave. Well, you can. I mean, I can't set that guy's monkey free. He's, I don't really, I don't even know where the monkey is. He does keep it well hidden. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I know that if you were in my situation, you know. You do the right thing. I uh, can tell you have a big heart, Noon.
3: He gives a little whimper and sort of huddles himself up around his food.
1: Well, uh, let me know if there's anything I can do to help you out.
3: <coughs> and then I get up and go watch
1: the bird. Okay,
2: I give Zach a little peck on the lips with my bird beak, <gasps> uh-huh. and then I turn back into Corbin.
3: Turn that down with the tape. Everyone, everyone laughs, laughs and cheers, and then he oh, "Where'd the bird go?" He's gone. Oh, wow. And people uh, start throwing little silver coins at you. Oh, I'd nab them. Yeah, you get like six silver from this. Nice. Nice. Does Zach seem a little bit swooned? Uh, He seems entertained.
1: Okay. That's the most you can hope for in my experience. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Okay. I wink at him and I say, I'll catch you later, Zachy baby. And then I run away. He does not like that. Well... So what do you guys want to do anything else tonight? Oh yes, I do. Okay, but I need Fran to tell me what she said to Noon.
1: Oh yeah, I outline all of it, and I'm very proud. <laughs> okay, because this
2: tonight does Noon sleep in our quarters area? Yeah, everybody but the captain sleeps there. Okay, I'm gonna turn into one of my monkey. <laughs> I want to go find. I want to go find Noon, and I want to and I want to just really quietly, carefully crawl on top of him. Oh! And and start crying. Oh
3: gosh. He wakes up and he starts screaming. <laughs> and
2: I'm just like wiping
3: my little monkey eyes. <laughs> oh no. Uh, he starts screaming and then everybody else start, starts
2: waking. Up. And dude, I, what are you
3: screaming? I, I run away,
2: I run away, I run away, and I go back to my to my bed.
3: Oh, and dude, <laughs> no, sorry, I just had a <laughs> I think a really weird dream. <laughs>
1: Hello, my sweet friends and enemies. Uh, We've got one more episode after this one in arc 3.5, and I think you all are really going to like it. I also want to point out that this arc is called Final Chapter Prologue not because it's leading to the end, but literally just because it's a joke about Kingdom Hearts. Uh... Sometimes you just see a bunch of words all together and you think it's so funny because Kingdom Hearts is dumb and you don't really think about what they mean. Um, (laughs) But no, this isn't the prologue of the final chapter. It's the prologue of a middle chapter. (laughs) We should have called it that. I want to thank our new Patreon friends today. That goes out to David, Jennifer, Samantha, Imogene, Mason, Ben, Alex, Kurt, Bradford, Stephen, Colin, and Max. Uh, For anybody who's wondering kind of what goes on over on our Patreon these days, since I haven't, like, said anything about it for a while, uh, we post outtakes, deleted scenes, and bonus episodes. We do live streams where we interact with our listeners, and we send out cool mail gifts, depending on uh, the level that you donate. Recently, we did a live stream where we played Quiplash with the people watching, and it was a roaring good time. I became a meme, and it was, um, you know, both hurtful and wonderful and touching, which is how I like to live my life. Uh, So yeah, check out our Patreon if you want to know more about that. I also want to tell you about our sponsor today, the City of Brass from Cobalt Press. The City of Brass is a new 5th edition booklet from the Warlock Patreon. Bringing the spirit of the Arabian Nights to your table, City of Brass features a 5th edition gin by al setting designer Jeff Grubb, locations and adventure hooks by Richard Pett and Richard Green, Cover art by Justine Jones and more. City of Brass ships at the end of June or start of July, but you need to be a Patreon supporter to get a copy in print. So head on over to patreoncom slash press to check that out. Last of all, my sweet sweet Chantel, today's code word is Stitchy Arts. Go, my sweet sleeper agent, run free, but not like really free though. <laughs>
3: All right, well, uh, the next day the the rain has stopped. It's still pretty cloudy, but in the morning when you go out on deck, you see a, a pod of coral pink dolphins has swum up alongside the boat. I jump) <laughs> <laughs> Um, and Mary turns to Fran and immediately signs, does Corbin know how to swim? (laughs)
1: Uh, I also jump.
2: (laughs) Um, and and then I want to roll the animal handle those dolphins, Okay,
3: go ahead. Meanwhile, uh, Mary's trying to, like, (laughs) sign to everybody on board, like, it's fine. They're not overboard. They're just swimming. Man, I I did so good. I got 26. Oh, yeah. Those dolphins are now your best friends. I immediately turn into one of the dolphins. Oh,
1: my God. I ride on Corbin's (laughs) back. We
3: swim all around. Everyone loves it. Everyone applauds. And And then... Someone is like, hey, where'd the boy go? Is he dying? <laughs> Do we need to help
2: him? I chitter as a dolphin.
1: <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Mary
2: signs
3: down to you. Illusion, illusion.
1: <laughs> um, I make an illusion of of Corbin's little head popping up above the water, nice. next to one of the dolphins, as if he's like holding its fin.
3: Yeah, Mary gives you a thumbs up. <laughs> now you have a, a water creature in your in your arsenal. Nice, Corbin. Yeah,
1: Fran is fucking impressed. Like this is like the most she's ever liked you in her life. <laughs>
3: If you want, you can explore as a dolphin and, like, find other water animals, but, you know, that's up to you. Yeah, I want to explore a little bit. Okay. Roll me a check of some kind. Uh, I'm also
1: going with.
2: Okay, you two <laughs> both exploring.
3: Would it be investigation? Sure. Okay. See what other animals you can find under the water. Well, I got, uh, ten. I got, like, twenty-four. Okay, Fran, <laughs> you find all sorts of ocean creatures and befriend all of them. Of Criminal. course. Corbin, you find one solitary octopus and spend the whole time chasing it. Roll me an animal handling check.
1: Yes, that's a good one, though.
2: Oh,
3: 17. Yeah, you you befriend Fuck one yes. octopus. I have literally wanted to be able to turn into an octopus for so
2: long, Kat, you don't even know. There you go.
3: That's and you can turn into a dolphin and an octopus. Fuck yes. That's Where really does the cool. boob window appear on the octopus? Um, Ooh. The beak. up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't like that. Nobody likes it. Okay. Well, okay. So uh, when you guys come back on board, Mary is uh, she's helping Kaida, the woman who who gave her the sunscreen lotion, mm. is teaching her how to tie some different knots. Aww. And uh, when you come back on board, Mary shows you guys this very pretty, complicated knot that she's learned how to tie.
2: Can you teach me how to do that so I can impress Zach?
3: She tries to. She's not very good at it. Uh, and kinda comes over eventually and she, she helps Mary explain to you how to tie this knot. Dope. And then it's like, why, why do you want to t- learn how to tie this knot so badly?
2: Zach is super hot. You can tell him I said that.
3: Oh, uh, okay. Well, he already <laughs> knows how to tie that knot. So I don't know why you think that will be impressive to him.
2: Well, because I learned how to do it. We both like to tie knots. Oh,
3: okay. What's All his right.
2: What's his deal? What's his story?
3: Oh, you know, he's um from one of the the little fishing villages uh, along the coast. He's a quiet lad. I don't think I've ever heard him say two words, really. Well, good job with the knots. Maybe uh, next time there's a storm, it'll come in handy. We use that knot to tie ourselves to the rigging, so we make sure we don't fall off. That's dark. The ocean is a dangerous place, full of lots of dangerous things. Corbin looks at Fran.
2: Yeah, that tracks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fran strikes pose. <laughs> How's Noon looking? Yeah.
3: Noon is cleaning some buckets. Mm. He looks kind of weepy. Like he's been he's been crying for a little while.
1: <laughs>
2: Corbin Corbin goes over to Noon and says, "Hey Noon, you want to see my monkey?"
3: I don't think I can. <laughs> um, um, I mean, it's fine, but uh, I have to clean this bucket. Hey, where's um your your blue
1: friend, Fran? Where are you, Fran? Um, I'm just standing off to the side.
2: She's literally standing off to the side.
3: Oh, okay, um, you should go take care of your monkey. I have to go talk to her. Okay. Oh, uh, here. And he hands you the half-cleaned bucket, and then he, he hurries off to go talk to Fran. Uh, what was in the bucket? Uh, poop. <laughs> Corbin throws the bucket overboard. <laughs> uh, oh man. Newton comes up to you, Fran, and he he tugs on your shirt, and he says, "Hey, can I um, can I talk to you below decks for a moment?" Yeah, of course. And uh, he takes you into the crew's quarters, and then he he motions you very surreptitiously down to the cargo hold of the ship, the the hatch door. He says, just be be real quiet right now, okay? I don't I don't want anyone I, to know what about you, this." What do you want? You come come on down. And I, He opens up the hatch for you. Oh my
1: god! I like go down there, but I'm like, you're not gonna. You're not going to do something to me because I was mean to monkeys, are you?
3: No, um, just what you were saying yesterday, it really uh, hit home in a, in a way that I didn't think it would. And then I had this dream about a crying monkey, <laughs> and I think it all must means it must be a message from the gods. When I thought maybe since you you feel so much sympathy towards that monkey, you might yeah, help me. Uh, here, come, come on back. And he, he leads you back to the tub at the back of the hold. Fran, you see it for the first time, the wooden tub about the size of a kiddie pool, full of seawater, which just sloshes through a grate at the back, and full of inky blackness.
1: In excitement, I go and wiggle my little fingies. Uh, make a quick dex ch- check, please. She should know my fingies. Get your
2: fucking fingers bit off.
3: She should know my fingers, and I rolled um, a two. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> A pale webbed hand shoots out and grabs your wrist, Fran, and uh, she... Uh! <laughs> uh, you take three damage as her needle teeth sink into your hand. Ouch, fuck! But after she gets her teeth in, she looks up at you and then lets go first with her hand and then with her teeth. And then sinks back into the water.
1: Oh my god.
3: Oh, she's not...
1: You, you That's just, the weirdest monkey I've ever
3: seen. <laughs> oh, oh, she's not usually... I mean... You just can't get your hands near her. I think she's probably hungry. We don't feed her enough, I don't think. Oh my god. I I know. This is... Captain Merton caught her in a net just between our our last port and and Danmar. We were out in the deep sea and fishing just, you know, for for food. And she got tangled up in our net. And Merton wants to sell her now. At first he was trying to do like it says in the old stories and romance her. But uh, after... After that didn't really work out, and she kept biting everyone. He, he put the bars over the top of the tub here, and now we're just going to sell her to a collector in Madria, who... I don't know what they'll do f- to her from there. Hmm.
1: Captain Merton is very
3: gross. He, he just... there's All the old stories say that if you, if you romance a Sertena, he'll... You, you know, live forever in an underwater kingdom full of life and I happiness. know what the legend's say. I, I don't think he really meant anything bad. He just, you know, doesn't see her as a person. I don't know if she is a person, actually, but I, I know that she doesn't deserve to be locked up like that. If she can be romanced, I think she's a person. Well, she didn't respond to any of the flowers or the fillets of fish. That's why she gets chum now. Uh, do I know what Sertenas
1: are supposed to eat? No. Okay. Well... Noon, I'm glad you told me about this, and I'm glad you told me why they're keeping her here, and that it's not because she is an ageless deity who's going to rise up and destroy the world. Like, that's very cool. (laughs) I don't know that that was ever an option, but okay. Yeah, it's always an option. (laughs) What kind of life do you lead? Oh, Noon. (laughs) Okay, I don't think there's anything we can do right now, but I'm going to help you. So let's quietly get out of here. And uh, we'll talk more about it later.
3: Okay. Thanks. I I just can't bear to see her look so sad. And as you guys walk away from her, you hear a mournful humming, gurgling, and chittering.
1: All right. So we can just, let's just, we got to just break her out willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just got to get her out. So her entire enclosure is like below the water in yep. the ship, right? Yep. And she, we heard people say she can't, like, walk out of water or move.
3: Yeah, you heard Rowan say that. Yeah. So you guys have uh, – you're sitting in your bunks right now whispering. Okay. Everybody else is still busy doing other things. It's just before dinner time, so everyone's sort of wrapping up their tasks for the day. And Mary signs, so what do you think we should do? Well, I mean, I can break the bars if we have to, but I
1: don't, I don't know how we're going to carry this enormous creature up out of – the ship, <laughs> up a ladder.
3: <laughs> I I might have a spell that could help. But aren't they going to notice that she's not there? After a while. Eventually. It looks like they probably feed her once or twice a day, so should we wait until we're just about we to- We should
2: do it the last day, mm-hmm. after the last meal.
3: How
1: many days do we have left at this point? I think just tomorrow, and then next
2: day
3: we're in Madria. Noon will let us down.
2: Yeah. Thanks for making him think I'm an
3: animal abuser, by the way. <laughs> Mary signs to you, Corbin, well, if it makes you feel any better, you'll probably never see him again. Mary, I feel like you just like said that,
2: but like you're a god and you secretly know that like he's going to be my dad or something
3: someday. <laughs> I'm not clairvoyant.
2: I don't know, just the way you said it. <laughs>
3: How could he be your dad someday? He's- I
2: can marry into the family. I don't know. Maybe Zach is his son and we're going to get married.
3: I- Noon is <laughs> yeah, a gnome. Zach is That's probably a what's going to... The- the-
2: adoption.
3: So the next day, uh, it is very, very stormy. You wake up feeling the boat rocking back and forth really hard. Make another constitution check. Ooh. Oh, no. 21. Okay. I, I got 14. Fran, this time you feel your dinner just rolling right back up when you wake up. Mary has already thrown up by the time she has made it out of her bunk. Corbin says, top bunk, as soon as he hears you guys barfing. (laughs) Mary is not able to baby you this time, Fran. She mm. is too busy being sick. We're just eating ginger, which I never gave back to that guy for <laughs> <Good>. sure.
1: <laughs> He's just like snacking it down. Yeah.
2: Corbin, is there anything you want to do? With yeah. The Corbin day? Corbin jumps out of his hammock. He offers to bring you both some chum. Mary gives you a thumbs down.
0: Go fuck yourself, Corbin. <laughs> Corbin
2: runs away. <laughs> Um, And then he just wants to go show Zach his not tying skills.
3: All right. Yeah. Zach is uh, still below decks. A lot of people are staying below decks right now. There's uh, only a couple people up top and you hear somebody explaining like to someone else. You got to make sure you tie yourself in before you go out. It's real choppy out there today. So yeah, you find find Zach. Why don't you roll me a performance? How good do you tie a knot? Uh, 16. You tie that knot and Zach gives you an approving nod. Oh. He loves me. (laughs) I say,
2: Zach, do you have any pointers?
3: He he takes your knot from you and he unties it and then he shows you kind of how to tie it a little bit tighter so it's a much more firm. And then he he hands it to you and sort of motions like to try and untie it. And when you do it, you can't untie his knot. His knot is too strong. Oh my god. I say,
2: Are we flirting right now,
3: Zach? (laughs) He frowns and shakes his head. (laughs) Zach! (laughs) Ugh. I said, we'll get there. Don't worry. (laughs) He just gives an awkward smile and nods and turns away from you. Okay. (laughs) All right. Anything else for day five? Yep. (laughs) Fran's hurling. Mary's hurling. You guys are like tandem hurling. It's that sort of thing where it's like... You throw up, and then Mary throws up because she hears you throwing up, and then you, you throw up because you hear Mary throwing up. Yeah. How disgusting is it in our bunk area right now? Oh, there. Um, Noon brought you guys a couple of buckets mm. and that uh, helped clean up a little bit after uh, all their barf.
1: We tell him through our
3: through our vomiting,
1: we tell him the plan.
3: Uh, he's he's on board with the plan, and he's hauling off buckets of vomit water. Oh,
2: good, disgusting. Yeah.
3: Yep, it's not great. It's a bad day for Fran and Mary. <laughs> what's What's Gordon Ramsay making for? He's making a seafood risotto. Uh, all
2: right, I bring I bring some of that to to Fran and Mary. I don't want any. Mary, Mary can't oh. eat. It. She
3: the smell of seafood is just makes oh, her stomach I eat turn. All of it. Plus the plus the side dish of chum that I brought. <laughs> <laughs> there's oh, there's also like a side dish of like some bread which Mary will nib- nibble okay. on. Okay. All right, and now it is uh, it's day six. It has been miserably stormy all night, and in the morning there is no sign of letting up. The waves have calmed some, so it's not quite as uh, seasick-inducing on board, and uh, Fran and Mary are able to recover a bit. But when you go up on deck, there's just a steady driving rain, and it makes it difficult to see more than 100 yards ahead. By mid-morning, though, you can see a steady warm glow on the horizon, and the crew points out that that's the lighthouse on the top of the Madrian cliffs. And everybody's, everybody's super excited to be in Madria, because this has been just such a miserable couple days. Then you hear something. It's not the noise you would think would come from a town. It's a BOOM. And then you hear another one. And you realize you recognize that noise from another place. From the mountain. You don't see the ships until you're almost upon them. The rain just obscured them from view. But when you come into view of the Madria Bay, there are three ships sailing black flags. And each one has two apparatus of destruction on them. And before the crew has time to try and turn around or or get out of the way, a fireball comes hurling towards you. You hear a scream of fire and iron whooshing through the air.
1: Um, Can I cast Ice Spear and try and knock this thing like off course? Go ahead. Okay, it's weird because it's a deck save oh. for the thing that gets
3: hit. Yeah, you hit it. It doesn't hit the center of the deck where it was headed, instead it crashes into the bow of the ship and takes off a huge chunk of it but nobody is hit okay and before you have the chance to do anything a second one comes hurtling towards you screaming through the sky and hits the mizzenmast exploding it into just toothpicks of timber please make dexterity saves i got 15
1: 11
3: all right corbin you do not manage to get out of the way in time and as this mast falls and the sails fall you get tangled in the rigging Mary is right next to you and she is just completely trapped in this Jacob's ladder that has fallen down onto her I say Zach save me (laughs) Mary takes her knife out from her belt and starts sawing through the ropes and she pauses for a moment to sign to you Fran who has managed to dive out of the way she signs the Sertana it's trapped down there do Mary and Corbin look like they're gonna like be okay? Yeah, they'll be able to get out. It'll just take them a few minutes to detangle and saw their way out of this rope and netting. Is this ship gonna sink? Almost oh, definitely. People, the the rest of the crew
1: is getting to lifeboats. Okay. Um. So I am going to run down there where the Sertana is. Mm-hmm. And so when you get down the
3: ladder, you can feel the water's already up to your knees.
1: Okay. Not a problem. Um. (laughs) Yeah, you're you're
3: good. You're fine.
1: So I uh, slosh on through, and I'm going to cast Reduce on the bars above the sertana's enclosure. Make it so
3: it can get out. The sertana rises slowly from the water, and as she does, you can see that she has a very thin, pale body that is just cloaked by these masses of black hair, which swirl around her in the pool. She takes one shaky step out, uh, and you can see her feet are webbed and more flipper like than feet, and she stumbles as she stands in this pool of water that is on the floor and then falls down into it just face first
1: <laughs> is she okay <laughs> she's
3: she's just laying down there, she's good,
1: <laughs> so she's is she like gonna swim?
3: <laughs> she looks up at you and shows all of her teeth in something that looks sort of like a smile. Mm. And then as the, as more water is rushing in, and at this point it is up to your hip, Fran, and the time that it's taken, the ship is taking on water so fast. Mm. Um, and she is able to bring herself up a little bit now that she's in the water. And she looks around the hold and then looks at you and puts her hand over her mouth and then goes under the water and then comes back up.
1: I go under the water.
3: And you hear her song, and it sounds so happy under the water.
1: Oh, no. I give her two big thumbs up.
3: (laughs) And then she she puts her hands around her own neck and mimes that she's choking and then points at you.
1: And I shake my
3: head. And she gives another big somewhat like a smile.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I point at her, and I point at myself, and I point at her, and I point at myself, and I give a thumbs up.
3: (laughs) (laughs) She... Like, she gives you a thumbs up, but her fingers are so long, it sort of bends backwards.
1: Cool, I say. (laughs) (laughs) And then I think I'm going to point to the deck where I'm going to go save my
3: friends. (laughs) So while this is happening, Corbin, you and Mary are getting untangled from the rigging. And uh, everybody is jumping into lifeboats. And you realize by the time that you guys have gotten out of all of this tangle... The lifeboats are gone. Zach doesn't come help me. <laughs> everybody has gone into a blind panic, and you guys have been forgotten. Unbelievable is there uh, is there anybody who
2: it didn't also got left behind?
3: Actually, you do hear something as you're getting up and trying f- to figure out what's going on. You hear someone shouting underneath one of the sails. I go, I go help him. You go help him. It's yeah. Rowan.
2: Ugh. Ugh, I see him and I am like never mind. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, Mary pushes you and and then gets down to to help him out of the rigging and the sails and and gets him up. He goes, "What did they leave already? Did they leave me behind?" You're
2: kind of a dick, dude. You know I mean,
3: there's only one lifeboat on the ship. There's not that many people. Fran, you you are come up from below decks at about this time.
1: Okay. I don't even, like, look for a lifeboat. I say, let's get on in the water, guys. (laughs) This thing's going down. (laughs) The look on your face is insane.
2: (laughs) I love imagining Fran having that same look. She's
1: very happy. Um, I mean, she's, like, fucked up because (laughs) is here, but, like, you know, as emergencies go...
2: Right. <laughs> Not the worst emergency
3: for Fran. Um, is is Mary okay is swimming or does she need help? Uh Mary looks very panicked as you guys are talking about swimming, and then she finally signs, I can't swim. Okay. It's cool, Mary. It's cool. Uh
2: I say, I'll turn into a dolphin, you can ride on my back.
3: Oh okay. Uh don't drop me. Wait, what am I gonna do? Ron says. Swim. Swim into that? And he points to the three ships which are firing cannonballs into the city, which is on fire.
2: You could also drown.
3: Alright, okay, let's swim. <laughs> <laughs> I can make
1: him like an ice floaty. Okay. I So I can, I'll just make like a five foot disc. Mm-hmm. Mary can ride on that if she wants to, but Nah, she's good on Corbin. Yeah, yeah, it's probably safer.
3: So you guys just jump straight from the side of the ship? Yeah, do we see where the other boat is going? Yeah, you see it. It's actually, it's bobbing not too far away, but it's kind of hard to see even in all the rain and as you're looking out at this boat you watch the lifeboat as the ship is going down and you've jumped off the side splashing into the cold water there's lots of floating timber around lots of debris and then you see a black shape moving through this choppy water and you watch that black shape circle you once and then twice and then speed off toward the other boat and out of the water like a leaping dolphin the sartenna arcs over the lifeboat and grabs captain merton in her two hands and drags him off of the boat in one fell swoop
1: well
2: well can we push rowan off too
1: No, I don't think that's what uh, a responsible leader would do, I say. (laughs) Um, Responsible
2: friend sucks.
1: uh, You know, in the end,
3: Morton got his wish. Well, now the three of you are between a shore that's on fire and a stormy sea. What are you going to do next?
1: in your hands has filled up each space Maiden's podcast
3: for lifelong gamers for longtime friends doing a real play fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast including such themes as
1: awkward NPC romance
3: darts to the butt
1: chopping things with axes find us on iTunes Spreaker Twitter facebook or twitch new episodes every other sunday or every other wednesday on twitch check out our website www.theventuremaidens.com and start the quest today until then venture away